Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Hey y'all, good morning. Start again. Did you know you could start again? 
all let go. No matter what I do, and it's not one of the other. It's our truth and ridiculous grace. Now, Benjamin, I can't tell y'all all my secrets. Ben <laughs> said, "What kind of coffee are you drinking?" And love by you. Oh, hey, Meredith, look at all my people getting up this morning. The Lord must have been tapping y'all. Get out of bed on time. <laughs> That's how he's been doing me. That's it. Let's go. That's bulletproof. My goodness. Come on, y'all. No. And loves by you. Lord, like, get up out that bed. <laughs> Lord, like, get up. Get up. <laughs> you done missed one too many mornings. Go on and get yourself up. In love by you. Y'all, I forgot to start Instagram. <laughs> hey, Insta, I'm so sorry. It's on. It's on. It's on. Instagram is live this morning. Hey, YouTube. Hey, DeShannon. Thank you, Benjamin Abraham. God is risen. Hey, Jeff. Good morning. Thank you for sharing. Hey, Miss Sandra. Hey, Mama Sandra. I miss you. I need to come to Magnolia. Huntington Beach, California. Come on now. Come on, Orlando, Florida. Stacy. He ain't letting us slack in this season. <laughs> ain't no slack in this season. Woo! Can I tell you what he showed me? Or what he's been showing me? We're just... Woo! We're just above the curve. Woo! My God. We're just above, to, above the curve. Woo! Thank you for that, Holy Spirit. We're just above the... We're just above the curve, right? So when you're climbing, and of course people say, the scripture says to speak to your mouth. But when you're just above the curve, thank you for that revelation, Holy Spirit. When you're just above the curve, right? The hardest part of the hill. Ooh! Right there, right there at the incline. The toughest part of the hill. Somebody put that in your notes this morning. I'm just above the curve. Just above the curve. Just, just above the curve. The hardest part place is that last. Oh, we were running yesterday. Well, I wasn't running. I was walking. My knees would let me run. But JoJo was running in that incline. And I could see right where it was getting toughest. Right? Just above, just above the curve. Right? Well, what happens when we're just above the curve? Oh. That's when we got to call on God for unusual stamina. You need another level of stamina when you right there above the curve. Oh, come on, y'all. Like we right there. You about, Can I tell you what happens once you get over, over the top, right? If you've ever ridden a roller coaster before, it seems like as it's, um, and I have, I don't like them, but I, I just get on them and scream because my kids like them. Right when you're making the incline, it, it seems slow. It seems lethargic. It seems like uh, it creaks. Seems like it's making a lot of noise. Seems like it's pulling. Seems like there's resistance. Come on, y'all. 
my goodness seems like it's pulling seems like it's resistance there's resistance right right there but can i tell you what happens oh come on now my god can i tell you what happens baby when you get to the top jesus come on now when you get to the top oh my god lord i thank you for this thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you i decree and declare unusual stamina endurance coming into your life today you need some unusual strength you need some unusual stamina oh i know it's been hard it's been a push oh my god my god right right above the curve come on now oh jesus right there right above the curve right there when you see it right there at the at the spot oh my 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 right it seems like it's resistant oh my god see like every everything is thrown at you come on now your time gets thrown off oh little petty things oh my god little petty things come on y'all little petty things start trying to interfere with your process my god my god little petty things little things trying to stand in your way little child things that try to annoy you oh come on y'all lord god we thank you for unusual stamina this morning look look things of resistance why because the enemy don't want you to get to the top he don't want you to get to the top my god that's why he's been kind of yo Teresa, come on go to the store and or buy the wrong kind of flour or the wrong products come on now just little bitty things trying to get in your way he knows i do not like to waste i do not like to waste money i am not waste all my money got an assignment right and so something that i had ordered a long time ago first of all did not show up and then when it showed up it showed up in the wrong size first of all i was like over weeks <laughs> then it showed up in the wrong size and then their return policy right their ret- little petty things then their return policy is like if you want this return you have to ship it back and you have to pay for it <laughs> little petty things little petty things so I just sitting on the edge of my bed. I said, this is stupid. Why do I have to pay to return this? This is crazy. Like it was, it was crazy. It's like, no. So I just paused and I said, you know, look, it don't even matter. This gonna become a blessing to somebody else. Ooh! This gonna this gonna become a blessing to I'm gonna bless somebody else with this. I'm not getting ready to spend no energy or no time on this, but the enemy. The enemy really, 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 really wanted me mad. The the enemy really wanted me irritated, right? Because he knows how I feel about wait. I don't like to waste money. Like I do not like to waste money. Even in my carnal days, I could not gamble because I don't like to waste. I don't like to waste money, right? My God, my God. So this is where we are. We're right there at the curve. Come on, y'all. Right there above the curve. So the resistance that you're feeling, oh baby, come on y'all. The resistance that you're feeling, the overwhelming that you're feeling, the little petty stuff. Like might be a strap on your sandal brakes, right? All the little petty, little silly things. Little stuff that don't make no sense. But really trying to break your stamina. Really trying to break your endurance. 
really trying to push you back in a corner so you won't keep moving. Remember, remember when we in the we on the roller coaster? It sound like it's Galatians 6. Come on, y'all. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Galatians 6. Come on, y'all. My God, I thank you. Galatians 6. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, Galatians 6, we thank you, Father, for your word this morning. We thank you for your courage and courage this morning. And I'm going to read it to you in the Message Bible. It says, so now let ourselves, come on, y'all. This is why it's so important for us to build ourselves up in the word. That's where your stamina going to come from. That's where your encouragement is going to come from. That's why the Lord is in saying, don't lay down in that bed. <laughs> That's why he's been saying, don't lay down in the bed. Get up. Get up. You need to get up. You need to get up. Don't lay down in the bed. Don't you lay down on what God has for you. Come on now. It says, Woo. it says, so let's not, not, let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. Remember, we learned in the word, they that wait upon the Lord. My God. Come on now. Come on now. They that trust in the Lord. My God. When we don't lean into our own understanding, my God, God is always going to provide a measure of escape. God is always going to provide a way for you to overcome. My God, decree and declare that over your life today. I am more than an overcomer. I am an overcomer through Christ Jesus. I'm going to overcome. I'm going to get above the curve. My God. I'm going to get above the resistance. Come on, y'all. My God. Lord God, I thank you for taking us above the resistance. I thank you, Lord God, for taking us above the resistance. I thank you, Lord God, for unusual stamina, unusual endurance, and unusual strength. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So Galatians 6 and 9, this is our encouragement this morning. It says, so let's not allow ourselves... To get fatigued doing good at the right time. Ooh, somebody say at the right time. At the right time, baby. At the right time. At the right time. Just at the right time. Just at the right moment. Just in the right hour. Just at the right minute. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for teaching me how to endure just at the right time. Glory to God. He says at the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Can I tell you this? Because I know this to be true in my life. Uh, The most pressure, the intensity of the warfare is always right before the breakthrough. Glory to God. It's always right there, right there, right there at the climb. I told you, when you're on the roller coaster, thank you, Lord God. Right there, right there. You'll hear the creaking. It seems like you're moving the slowest. Seems like everything around you, slow motion. Seems like things around you are not moving. My God, I thank you. See, That is why the word comes to encourage you. Come on now. This is why it's so significant. I'm going to show you another revelation God gave me too. This is why it's so significant. It says at the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. 
right now therefore every time we get the chance let us work for the benefit of all starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith that's why you got to work for the benefit of all you got to just start can i tell you something most significantly that's been the biggest thing for me i serve i when it seems like the enemy is trying to break my momentum you need to go serve. You need to go. You need to be involved in your community of faith. You need to stay connected. This is not the time for you to disconnect. This is not the time. The enemy would love for you to disconnect. This is not the time for you to disconnect. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for encouragement in your word. We thank you, Lord God, that we will not get weary in well-doing. We thank you, Father God, for unusual stamina, unusual strength, Lord God, so that we can get above the curve. Lord God, we thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Now let's pray for our cities this morning and then we'll get into the word and I'm going to show you the revelation of what God gave me. Um, oh my God, Lord God, I thank you for the city of Little Rock. I thank you for Mayor Frank Scott. I thank you for our chief of police and I thank you for our chief of our fire department, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, and cover them in the blood of Jesus. We thank you no weapon formed against the city of Little Rock shall prosper. Oh, we thank you, no, no demon, no devil in hell, Father God. I plead the blood of Jesus over the city of Pine Bluff and the city of Flint. I thank you, Lord God, no weapon formed against them shall prosper. I thank you, Father God, and plead the blood of Jesus over Mayor Washington. And we thank you, Father God, for wholeness. We thank you for community leaders. We thank you for provision. We thank you and cover this city, my God, in the blood. My God, we plead the blood of Jesus over Asa Hutchinson, our governor, Lord God. We thank you no weapon formed against him shall prosper. We thank you, Lord God, he will not be given over to a reprobate mind. And last, Father God, we cover our nation. President Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Lord God, in the blood of Jesus, the Senate, the Republican, the White House, Lord God, right now in the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that they will not be wise in their own eyes. We thank you, Father God, that you are opening the eyes of their understanding to the hope of who you called them to be in Christ Jesus and that justice is being served for all. We thank you for a nation that's under God and not under man in Jesus name. Amen. We thank you for a nation that's under God and not under man. We thank you for a nation that's under God and not under man. Lord God, I thank you. Thank you. Revival is breaking out in our nation. Thank you. Revival is breaking out in our city. Thank you. Revival is breaking out in our world. We thank you for a nation that is under God. Come on, y'all. And not under man. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for your glory. Show us your glory. My God, let us live in your glory. My God, let us walk in your glory. My God, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Do you know you have authority over your city? You have authority over your state, wherever you reside. That's your sphere of influence. So I don't care what you see in your city. I don't care what you see in your state. 
I don't care what you see going on in the nation. If you reside there, you have the authority to pray, baby. Pray. You got the authority to pray. You got to pray. You pray the heart and mind of God. You pray for the will of God to be done. My God. My God. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. Ooh, Van News, California. Ooh, we cover you in the blood of Jesus. San Antonio, Texas. We cover you in the blood of Jesus. Fort Worth, Texas, we cover you in the blood of Jesus. Ooh, my, my, my. And even if you're not there, if the people that you're connected to are there, ooh, Charlotte, North Carolina, we cover you in the blood of Jesus. My daughters, I got daughters, y'all. God was reminding me of that today. It's such a thing. It's so deep. My daughters. <laughs> oh, but, uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas, we cover you in the blood of Jesus. Phoenix, Arizona, we cover you in the blood of Jesus. My God. Bakersfield, California, we cover you in the blood of Jesus. Riverside, California, we cover you in the blood of Jesus. Come on, y'all. Stand for your city today. Stand for your state today. North Little Rock, Arkansas, we cover you in the blood of Jesus. Sherwood, Arkansas, we cover you in the blood of Jesus. Bryant, Arkansas, we cover you in the blood of Jesus. Magnolia, we cover you in the blood of Jesus. Atlanta, we cover you in the blood of Jesus. Memphis, man, we cover you in the blood of Jesus. My God. We thank you for the power of the blood. We thank you for the angels being encamped around us in our city, our state, our nation, and our world. We thank you, Father God. We are one band, one sound, one body. Oh, my God. In Jesus Christ. Come on now. New York City, Chicago, Illinois. We thank you. Richmond, Ohio. We thank you, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we cover you in the blood, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. The blood is rich and thick in Jesus' name. Y'all, thank you. Woo. Lord, help me. Bless me. We got different lights up. Josiah is, um, well, the Holy Spirit has been pushing me to fine-tune the devotional, just to fine-tune. So it's a little hot in here, but I thank the Lord for air. I'm like, okay, I don't know which way to turn. Moving cameras, shifting around, adding sound so that we have quality of sound. My God, for the generations. Ooh, Lord, I thank you, Lord. Oh, my God, I thank you. Oh, my God, I thank you. Oh, my God, I bless you. Oh, my God, I praise you. Oh, my God, I glorify you. Come on now. In Jesus' name, amen. So, we're going to continue in our study. We're still talking about our heart. And I want to show you the way God showed show me this this morning. Um, you will not understand the value. Woo! My God. You really won't understand the value of the word until you recognize how valuable you are and that you chose God, <laughs> that God chose you, you didn't choose God. Ooh, thank you for Jesus. That God chose you. You got to know that. You will not understand the value of what's going on until you understand that you've been hand-selected, hand-picked by God. Ooh, can you put that in your notes today? I mean, Sean, I miss you. You message me. Let's talk. <laughs> um, I've been hand-selected and hand-picked by God. Ooh, my 
God, you got to get that revelation or none of this will make sense to you. I've been hand selected, hand picked by God. God really chose you. God really chose you from the foundation of the earth. See, we think we, we, I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in 1981. So we think we picked God, but we didn't pick God. God chose us. Oh, God chose me. God chose me. So this is what you can, because most of us work. This was, this is what you can. Oh, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. This is, how, this is how you can look at it. Like, you put your application in when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Ooh! When, when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. When you were drawn ooh, by Jesus, right? When you were drawn by Jesus, you were drawn by the blood. It's like putting your application in for the job of your dreams. Ooh! Come on, y'all. It's like putting your application in for the job of your dreams, right? So once I accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, it's almost like I put my application in for the job of my dreams. Oh my God, I thank you. So once I put my application in for the job of my dreams, this is what I love about this job. Once you put your application in, ooh, it, it is able, it is able and capable to employ so many people. The kingdom is for so many people. The kingdom is so for so many people. So once you're accepted into the kingdom, once you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then what has to happen next? Oh my God, I thank you. They, you choose. You chose him. You, you chose him. You're specially handpicked. But remember, the word says this is a narrow path. Don't th can I tell you something? Don't think that well, everybody's been chosen by God. Don't minimize or water down what God is saying to you today. Well, everybody, no, you've been specifically hand-selected. There's a work for you. There's something that God is calling you to do. There's something that God has for you specifically. You are a unique part of kingdom. So your role, come on y'all, in the kingdom is just as important as anybody else. Oh my God. My role in the kingdom, my God, the role, my role in the kingdom is just as important. My, he got something specific for me. Oh my God. There's only one Julia. There's only one Lakeisha. My God. There's only one Jessica. There's only one Margie. My God. There's something so unique deposited inside of you. Oh, that's specifically for the kingdom. That's specifically for the kingdom that you're specifically called to do. I don't care if the Lord, my God, has said to you, look, my God, look, I want you to be a stay-at-home mom. Ooh. See, we minimize things. I want you to be a stay-at-home mom. I want you to stay at home, and I want you to raise your kids for the next 20 years. Because what's happening is you're raising up ooh, a governor. Ooh, you're raising up a president. Ooh, you're, you're raising up a senator. You're raising up a legislator. I want you to stay at home, and I want you to spend the next 20 years raise, raising your kids. That's my assignment. Do you know how significant and powerful your assignment is? Can I just give you just a little bit of this? Jokobed. Ooh, Jesus. Jokobed. See, most people don't even know who Jokobed is. Who is Jokobed? Jokobed is Moses' mother. Ooh, 
Jochebed is Moses' mother. Do you know how significant she is? Do you know how powerful she is? Do you know how important she was and his father was? My God, in a time and a season when Moses was supposed, she gave birth to the deliverer. Oh, my God. So every position, every role, every place, every person is so significant in the kingdom. There is no least. There is no least. Those, those that are least of these, God still finds them significant and important. Oh, my God. You are important for generations. Jochebed was important for generations. She is so important for generations. Like significant, so powerful for generations. She was necessary for generations. So all of you, every last one of you, every last one of us, we're called into something great. Christ. So once we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is what happens, right? We're accepted into the kingdom. God already knew what we were formed for. God already brew breath into our body. God already knew what he was called us to. Our books were already written. Woo! Our books were already written down. So once we accept yes, then the next thing that needs to happen is Romans 12 and 2 is the renewing of our mind. It's just like when you get hired, right? Ooh, what's the first thing you do when you get hired? Somebody tell me what's the first thing that happens after you get hired. The first thing that happens after you get hired is you got to be trained. Ooh, Jesus, you, right after hiring, you got to be trained. It does not matter if you worked at a company similar to this. Come on, y'all. It does not work. Where, it don't matter where else you work. It don't matter how deep your resume, resume is. None of that matters. You got to go through orientation. <laughs> you got to be trained. Romans 12 and 2 tells us you got to be you got to be renewed in your mind. You got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Oh, my God. Because this ain't the this ain't the same. This ain't the same company. Can I tell you something? This ain't kingdom ain't church. Oh, I'm we the church. That's why, so, that's why we have to catch ourselves. Come on now. Kingdom ain't church. It ain't the, the building. It's not the physical building. It's not the, whether it's Church of Christ, whether it's Baptist, whether it's not. It's not that the kingdom at hand looks so different. So now when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and you need to be transformed by renewing your mind because you've been conformed to different things in many worlds. Ooh, Jesus, you've been conformed to so many different things in so many different worlds. So many different things have poured into you. So many different things have become your beliefs. So many different things have become your mindset. My God, that's why God has drawn us to this gathering place. Come on now, to this gathering place, right? So that we can renew our mind in the word and we understand who we are as Jesus Christ. Well, the first thing that I have to accept is I am the beloved and he chose me. Ooh, I'm the beloved and he chose me. So the minute I'm employed, right? Ooh, come on now. I'm employed. I'm going through orientation, right? I'm going through training. I'm going through preparation. All of these things. And then even when I'm free to work, right? Whatever area he assigned me to, I'm still being trained up. I'm still being developed. This is where sometimes 
our vision can become obscure, right? This is what the Lord was showing me this morning. And we have to watch this. Sometimes our vision can become obscure because after we've, we feel like we've worked in something long enough, we don't realize we, <laughs> we always practicing. You practice medicine, right? You always practicing. Well, think about this. After so long, first 30, 60, 90 days, probation, you're going to receive evaluation. Every year you get an evaluation. Come on. I'm just giving it to you how you showed me to it this morning. Every year you get an evaluation as you grow, as you develop. What, what is your evaluation supposed to lead to? Somebody tell me, what happens after evaluation? What is evaluation supposed to lead to? What is supposed to happen after you get evaluation? Two things going to happen. You either going to get an evaluation and they're going to tell you this is the things you need to work on, right? Or you're going to get an evaluation and you should get a raise and you're going to get a promotion. Evaluation is important. Come on now. Evaluation is important. Even for those of us that have been in kingdom, come on now. For a long time, even those of us that have been in the world. So evaluation is important because the other thing, oh, come on now. The other thing that happens to us is sometimes we can work for something or work in something or be attached to something for so, so long. We may not see that we are not, oh, come on now, that we are not the company's values, the company's vision, the company's mission. We, we might be outside the company's mission or value. So it's our job for our, our boss. Come on now. It's our job for our creator to evaluate us, right? Because some of us, come on now, some of us work something for so long, we think we got it. But we might be outside the mission and the vision of kingdom. So when God comes to us, with things like, let me reveal the spiritual place of your heart. I don't care how long you've been in, get, in the game. <laughs> Woo! I don't care how long you've been in the game. You always need evaluation. Woo! You always need deeper re re revelation. You always need to come back to a space. Come on now. This is why John 15 is so important. You always need to come back to be, come to a space right? Where you're being evaluated and looked at. I love those evaluations where you're like, they're like, rate yourself, rate yourself, right? I remember when I had my first real job, rate yourself, give yourself evaluation. So I'm, I'm giving me a 10. I'm giving me an eight. I'm giving me a nine. I'm giving me a seven. I'm giving, I'm, I'm getting this what I'm a this is how I feel like I'm doing. And then you sit your little self across from your supervisor and your supervisor says, oh, you gave yourself a 10 in this area. <laughs> well, that's good, but I'm giving you an eight because I feel like these are the places where you need to improve. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Come on now. This, this is exactly what it, I'm, I'm giving myself a 10 in this area. I know I'm good. And the supervisor comes in and says, you're good. You're good, right? We chose you. We hand-selected you. We picked you, right? We believe in you. We want you here. We have purpose for you. But you're not a team. 
you're not a 10. You got some other stuff you need to work on. You got some other stuff you need to develop. They do, Teresa, and they usually ask you why you feel like you a 10. And if you can't answer why you feel like you a 10, come on now. That's that John 15. He said, I'm the vine. You're the branches. So I'm going to prune you. I know why you were created. Woo! Come on, y'all. The Lord, I know why you're created. I know what I created you for. I also know what's inside of you that does not look like me. Woo! I don't. I remember my uncle told me, told a story once. Been in ministry 40 years now. Said he and God were having a conversation. And he was like, the Lord was like, uh, where do you think you at? And he was like, you know, I'll give myself about an eight. So I was talking to God. He's like, I'm going to give myself about an eight. And the Lord said, okay, good. Because I think you're about a three. Spirit-filled, praying in the spirit, serving in ministry, working in ministry. But there were layers in his heart that was yet to be dealt with. Ooh, come on now. There are layers in our heart. So whether you're a new employee, a new convert, new to the kingdom come on now or an old employee old convert my god been in the kingdom a long time you always need valuation you always need transformation as the scripture says we grow from glory to glory you don't want to stop growing oh i don't want to stop growing i don't want to know assume that i know better than god for me so when we get here at a place of inspection, this is for everybody. This is for everybody. For those of you that are in medicine or in teaching, what do you have to do every year? What what are you what is one of your responsibilities that you have to that you have to do every year, right? You got to take additional training. You have to do things that keep up with your certification. You don't, I don't why do I have to do these 20 CEUs every year because they're trying to make sure you're in current Come on now. They're trying to make sure they're trying to make sure you're well developed. Can I tell you something? Those that become cutting edge. Woo! Come on now. Those that become cutting edge. Those that make a difference. My God. Those are the ones that go above and beyond. They look forward to training. Woo! My God. I'm oh my God. I'm gonna give you our, our keys today. They look forward to training. They look forward to more information. They look forward to taking new courses and new things. I was reading this stylist. It was a, a lady on Instagram and she was saying she was a blonde um, hair care specialist. And she was just talking about all the different classes she takes every year to take herself up another level. They look forward they look forward to evaluation. They look forward to inspection. They look forward to the pruning. They look forward to it because they know this is how they're going to grow. This is how they're going to become an expert in this field. This is how, yes, recertification. This is how they, they, they continue in their process to grow from grace to grace and glory to glory. Oh, so as we are developing, we have, that's why we got to stay in humility. Come on now. 
That's why we got to watch ourselves. That ain't, that ain't for me. That ain't. Mm -mm. No, Lord, let me be open to you. Let me be open to hear what the man of God is saying or the woman of God is saying. How do I apply this to my life? Show me the things in my heart that don't look anything like you. Because again, Ephesians 5, what are we doing? We are learning to become imitators of God. And most of us have been imitating other things. Woo! Come on now. Most of us have been imitating. We don't even know that we have not been imitating God. Thank you, Jess. 2 Corinthians 3 and 18. We don't even know we haven't been. We've been imitating man or we've been imitating religion, but not imitating God. It's time for us to go higher in the things of the Lord so that we can imitate God in all areas of our life. Thank you, Lord. So I hope that I hope that helped you understand, right? Why it's so important for us to be in the word. It's so important for us to get more revelation of the word. It's so important because revelation, then we're just not mimicking it. It becomes our heart's attitude of who and what God is and how God called us. Nobody knows you better than God. Woo! You got to know that. Nobody knows. You'll be so skewed in your perspective. And can I tell you this? Because this is so real. Because you say glory to God don't mean it's God is getting the glory. My God. That's why it's... There are so many ways. The enemy knows scripture for one. There are so many ways you can be deceived, right? Well, God gives the glory. Well, this happened. This must be God. No. Check and see if it's God. Ask and see if it's God. Some things happen just because of the law of averages. There's so much I can get into there. No, is this of God? <laughs> is this of you, God? Is, is this of you, right? My God. Mm. We were talking about, remember, we were talking about debt and um, delayed gratification, right? Oh, no, man, nothing but to love him, right? Oh, no, man, nothing but to love him. Whoever is a borrower is a slave to what? The lender, right? My God. So, God, are you, that is not a sin, but, Lord, are you asking and requiring me? Am I just being impatient? Is this of you, God? My God, just because we say, oh, glory to God, it's all God. It don't mean all the time it's all God. It may not be God's perfect will for your life. It may. I have had so many situations where it was a good idea, but not a God idea. That's it. <laughs> so many situations where it was a good idea, but not a God idea. So just because we like, oh, glory to God. Doesn't mean that God can get the glory out of this particular thing in our life. That's why evaluation is important. That's why knowing his voice is important. Can I tell you something? Especially in a crisis situation. When you've been managing crises in your life, can I tell you something? Sometimes the crisis, whatever you feel like is an emergency. Come on now. Sometimes the crisis will speak louder to you than the voice of God. And it will tell you this is the best way for you to act. This is this. It'll tell you. And most of us, some of us have been managing trauma and crises for so long that it'll push us in impatient places to do things 
outside of God's perfect will. This is what I love, though. Here's what I love about God. Even in our mistakes, he'll make all things work for our good. <laughs> That's what I love about God. Even in our mistakes, he'll make all things work for our good, right? Even in our mistakes. But the word is so important to evaluate us. What is the worst? I don't know. I'm not. Even, for some reason, this debt thing keeps coming back up. What does the word say about my debt? What does the word say when I get myself further into debt? What is the word telling me about debt? And if God told me to take out debt, what's the plan for this debt? Because he's already said in the word, right? He's already told me in the word that I'm a slave to the lender, right? Come on now. I don't want to be confused. What does the word say about my debt? What is the plan? What is the strategy that he's given me for debt? What is he going to tell me to do about this debt? Because he already told me he don't want me in debt. He don't want me to be a borrower, to be under another man's system. Oh my God. So Lord, show me how to get out of this debt. When your word has already told me, don't to get, get in the debt. <laughs> Sometimes we be looking for God to say something to us. And he's like, I already said in my word, don't get in the debt. <laughs> Y'all, I'm looking for a divine. <laughs> I'm just for real because I've been there. I'm looking for a divine word from the Lord. Well, what does the word say, period? I'm looking for a divine word on how I'm supposed to handle this situation. Well, what does the word say, period? What does the... What does the word say, period? What I don't know why we need a prophetic word when the whole word of God is the word. It's the truth. It's the way. It's the life. What does the word say, period? We don't spend enough time allowing the word to convict us, even on the things woo, that we, we may want to do, even on the things we may want to have. Even on the thing, places we may want to go, we won't let the word really minister to us in those areas because they go against what my desire is. Woo! My God. <laughs> they go against my desire. So we've been doing spiritual heart checks. Let me run down the list real quick, right? Am I relying on Jesus alone to get into heaven? Nothing else. Not my works. Am I relying on Jesus alone to get into heaven? Do I tell others about Jesus? Woo! Do I tell others? Am I telling other people about Jesus? Not just how good God is. Am I sharing the gospel with others? Do I tell? And I told you, if you're not bold enough to share the gospel, an easy way to do this, an easy way to do this is share not just this devotional, share other devotionals. Share the word of God. Um, do I gossip? Do I have a critical, judgmental spirit? Do I care more what others think about me or what God thinks? Woo! Do I care, worry rather than trust God? Am I kind? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Am I kind towards others? My God. Am I generous or do I hoard my money? Do I make time to pray? Am I self-focused? Am I thankful in all circumstances? Do I make crude, off-color or sexual jokes? Am I worldly-minded or Christ-minded? That was the last place we were. We got to back up a little bit because I need to go back to am I kind towards others. The Lord illuminated this, so I need to go back. So we're going to go back to a heart check on am I kind towards others. Oh, Jesus. Colossians 3, 12. 
Put on then as God's chosen one, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against one another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must forgive. I need to talk to you a little bit about the difference between nice and kind and what kindness really means. Because I think we're missing this a lot in the kingdom, right? And honey, you know, scripture talks about honey drawing. <laughs> and some of us just got bad attitudes. And there's a difference between being nice and being kind. Woo! There's a difference between being nice and being kind, right? And if kindness is kingdom, oh my God, can I, if kind, am I really, can, I, I used to be so dry. I used to be so dry. I was so nice, but so dry because I wasn't kind. There is a difference between being kind and being nice, right? Right? So let me give you the difference when we, when we are, the difference between being kind. If I'm nice, right? I never want to rock the boat, right? I never want to rock the boat. I'm most concerned without upsetting someone. I'm afraid to speak up when they witness unkind behavior. And when I'm nice, I'm more worried about being liked. Woo! When I'm nice, I'm more worried about being liked. So I never want to rock the boat if I'm nice. I'm most concerned with not upsetting someone. I'm afraid to speak up when they witness unkind behavior and I'm worried about being like, well, when I'm kind, I'm willing to make waves, right? When I'm kind, when I'm really a kind hearted person, I'm willing to make waves. When I am kind, it does not mean I'm going to ignore people when they do things that are unkind, wrong, ignorant, racist, or discriminatory. When I am kind, it does not mean I'm keeping quiet when I disagree with someone about a moral issue. That's not what it means. But it does mean, do I treat people with respect? Woo! Do I, do, am I a respectful person, right? When I'm nice, I don't want to deal with a conflict, right? So if the Lord is saying, are you kind? I don't want, I don't want to deal with conflict, right? I'm not going to cause conflict. I'm trying to be nice because I want you to like me because I want you to accept me, right? When I'm nice, if I see somebody bullying somebody, I won't say absolutely anything. I know it's wrong, but I won't address the issue. When I'm kind, I'm going to address the issue because I'm looking out for others. Sometimes being kind, <laughs> kind is really easy. Like sometimes... Being kind is really easy, right? It, it is. And other times, kind is not being so easy. But when I'm kind, I'm respectful of other people. My God, we have been so disrespectful of people. Like, not lightly disrespectful. So disrespectful. We will disrespect. Even, even and say it's in the name of the Lord. Even and say, in the name of the Lord, we will be disrespect. We will disrespect somebody else's beliefs. We will disrespect where somebody else, my God, kind words are like honey. Proverbs 16, 24, they sweet to a soul. My God, my, my God. So when I'm kind, my God, 
it's it looked different not just nice not just nice so many of us have been nice for so long it ain't no meat to being nice there's meat to being kind when i'm when i'm kind i'm empathetic with the person i'm sympathetic with the person oh come on my god i'm sympathetic i'm empathetic i'm not just can i tell you something when i'm nice and I'm in a conversation with you. I'm like, mm-hmm, 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 uh-huh. Oh, yes. Sounds like I'm listening to you, right? But when I'm kind, I'm taking the value of your words, processing the value of your words, eating on what you're saying. I value you as a person. My God, in conversation, right? I value your time. My God. I value your I value your time. I I value your time as well. I value you as a person. I have respect for who you are. I have respect for who God called you to be. I have respect for your person. I'm gracious. I'm thanking you often. I'm thanking you. I'm thanking you often. I'm recognizing the value of who you are. Oh my life. Come on now to my life. I appreciate you. My God, I let you know you are valued. I'm checking in on you. My God, when you really sincerely check in on a person, you're saying to them, you, you're noticed, you're valued, you're important. <laughs> Come on now. It's, 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 you're going to go out your way to make someone's better. Kindness is caring. <laughs> Kindness means I care for you. Kindness is demonstrated. Kindness should be really one of the highest standards by which we measure our leaders, our teachers, our politicians. We need to, kindness needs to be a fruit that we inspect. Not nice. Not nice. It's not enough for somebody to be nice. Are they really being kind? Are we really demonstrating kindness towards each other? Do we have that type of respect for each other? Oh my goodness. Kind doesn't mean I'm being a doormat. That's not what it means. Sometimes my kindness may include tough love. Sometimes my kindness may mean I'm standing up for myself. My God, am I really truly kind? Am I compassionate? So when the word says to us, Put on, put on then as God's chosen, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. Woo! Am I, am I really compassionate or am I just doing? When I serve, am I serving just to be served or serving? Or am I really compassionate towards the person? Do I understand why I'm serving? Do I understand that I'm doing everything unto the Lord? I'm compassionate. Can, where is, she? is Tina McFadden on here this morning? Tina McFadden is one of the most compassionate women I know. Even in her sickness, even in her pain, she exudes compassion. From the time that my husband left here, even before he left, even when he was dying, I was working with Tina on a project, right? My God, Tina, Tina has thoroughly not just said something to me. Tina has thoroughly checked in on me. She inboxed yesterday. She said, how are you? And she's listening. She's not just asking, how are you? What do you need? 
What do the boys need? Are you sure you're good? You're not just telling me something for the sake of. And then I can need. And then she's th she's a trendy shopper. Y'all need washing powder. Y'all need. What do y'all need? Because she's a couponer. Do you need more containers? She's invested in my life. She's inv she's really invested in my life. She goes out of her way to stay connected to me, right? She's kind. She's one of the kindest women I know. She's not just nice. She's kind. She's kind. She's compassionate. She's loving. Humility, meekness, and patience. Bearing with one another. If one has a complaint against one another, forgiving one another as the Lord has forgiven you. That's what the Lord is looking for out the body of Christ. We're not experiencing enough kindness and compassion towards others. And when we have those that are connected to us, that are kind and compassionate, can I tell you what? We won't even invest in those relationships. I, I, can I be real? I, we won't even invest in those relationships. We'll invest in the relationships that are abusive towards us. I'm sorry. We will invest in the relationships that are abusive towards us. We'll invest in those relationships. We'll spend emphasis and energy trying in those relationships versus the relationships with of the people that love us, that are compassionate and are kind to us. Tina and I have been growing. Can I tell you some of how important a relationship is? She is like my big sister. We have been growing. My God, it's not a rush. It's not made up. It's not superlatively thick. It doesn't look, it doesn't look like an ideal relationship. We may not talk always, but her kindness, it goes beyond anything. Her compassion goes beyond anything. Her love for me is always, she big sisters me for real. She loves me for real. She's intentional with me for real. We need to see more of that in the body of Christ. We, we need to see more of that, that, that in the body of Christ. We're missing kindness. We being nice. We being, I'm nice. We're nice. I'm being nice, but I'm not being compassionate and I'm not being kind. And God's love is not really being experienced. Through, we're not taking our time with people. We're not. We're not taking our time with people. We're not getting really to know each other. We're not choosing our words selectively, right? Come on now. We're not, we're not, we're not. We're so rushed. And I was at, we're so rushed in this season. We're trying to rush into relationships. We're trying to rush into people. We don't spend enough time. My God, getting a note. God is looking for us to be kind. <laughs> Put that in your notes today. The Lord is looking for me to be kind. The Lord is looking for me to be kind. It's not a doormat. Kindness is supposed to be given freely, right? It's given freely. You don't demand kindness just like you don't demand respect. You give respect. <laughs> you give kindness. You sow kindness. So if you've not been experiencing kindness... Maybe you just being nice. <laughs> Woo! And then you just get nice back. Right? If you've not been sowing kindness, <laughs> maybe, maybe you just been being nice and you getting nice back. 
Nice is not a wealthy relationship. Woo! My God. The Lord is looking for you to be kind, compassionate, patient. Yeah, that's good, Jess. Kindness is not a decision not based on your emotions. I'm kind because the Lord is kind. Right? We're being imitators. That's it. I'm kind because the Lord is kind. Because if I'm going to imitate him, then I'm going to act like him when I treat his people. I'm going to treat his people as he treats me. And then if I got unforgiveness in my heart, let me deal with that because that's going to choke me out, choke out my kindness. Come on now. Woo! If I got ugliness in my heart, if I'm having a hard time being kind, being compassionate, being empathetic, being connected, then I got to deal with whatever is going on in my heart. Woo! My God. And can I tell you something? I let, I let Tina big sister me because I need it. <laughs> I let her. She can be all the big sister to me. Uh, she needs to be. I let her big sister me. I let her bless me. I let her love me. Because it, it's, it's a value to our relationship. Woo! I let her be all the things she need to be to me. That all the things she need to be to me. Come on, Tina. Be exactly what you're supposed to be to me. Because can I give you a little piece of this? Sometimes what you want don't come from... Come on, Holy Spirit. I needed this. Sometimes what you want... Don't come from the people you pouring into. And we're going to do our confessions and we out of here. Sometimes what you're looking for doesn't come from the people you're pouring into. Woo! Father, thank you. Say so it's not them, not the people that's going to give it back to you at the measure that you probably need. Woo! Come on. Come on now. Them, not the people. Them, not probably the people that's going to give it back to you at the measure. So when we operate correctly in kingdom, right? Right? If I'm pouring, listen, if I'm here's her, here's your cup. If I'm pouring into your cup and then your cup overflows, and then you pour into the cup next to you, and then your cup. Meredith is another kind person in my life. Come on, Meredith. Then I pour into that cup and it overflows, right? It may come from the cup behind me. A lot of times we we look for it to come from the people that are connected to us. So when they don't, we get frustrated and we won't pour. Woo! My Jesus. We get frustrated and we won't pour into the people that we're supposed to be pouring into. Well, they may not even have the capacity to be able to pour those things back into us. Woo! That's big. Woo! That's big. But there may be somebody else designated on our path behind us in a position and a place to pour into us. Now, does that mean you should be connected to unhealthy relationships or that there's not some reciprocation going on in your relationship? Absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying. If you marry, your, you and your husband need to be able to pour into each other. If you are a parent and a child, as a parent, uh, don't expect your child, your child will, come on, but there, it should be reciprocation in relationships. I'm not saying that. But sometimes the people that God may be calling you to pour into, they don't have the capacity to pour back into you. They don't even have the capacity to give what you need. So you don't stop pouring. You pour until the Lord tells you not to. You pour in the places that you're supposed to. And then receive from the people that God has called to fill your cups. <laughs> Receive from those people. Enjoy those moments. 
Love those people. Be attached to those people. My God, receive the love, the abundance, and the outpour for those people. Come on now. Yes, Courtney, God is the source. Let's do our confessions. Oh, that's so good. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for teaching us how to be kind and compassionate towards one another. Thank you for giving us more revelation in your word on how to navigate the word in our relationships. In Jesus' name, amen. That's That's been part of the disappointment and the upset, right? We're looking for some people that God assigned us to pour into, to pour back into us, and they don't even have the capacity. Your assignment is to pour into them. When you pour into them, he's lining the people up that are supposed to pour back into you. Be a receiver. <laughs> Learn to receive those people. That's the problem. Sometimes we won't even receive the people that are supposed to pour back into us. Okay, come on. If you're new to the devotional, we close out in a set of the confessions, right? We're getting ready to confess the word of God over our life. This is how we renew our mind in the word. It says, I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. I have died and been raised with Christ and now seated in heavenly places. I'm dead to sin and I'm alive unto righteousness. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, but every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall show to be in the wrong. I prosper in everything I put my hands to. I have prosperity in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. I take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ, casting down every imagination and every high and... Woo! <laughs> Let me slow down. And every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Let me share this with you. I have five sons. They are amazing. Judah and Josiah are so attentive to me. Um, they did, uh, they just did a really little sweet coffee bar for me for Mother's Day. But God has given me external daughters, right? External daughters. Because I've always wanted a little girl, right? I, all the feminine things that you can do with a little girl. God has given me daughters to pour those things in me that my sons cannot give me, right? And so I had to receive them. I had to learn how to receive them. That's my little, my necklace, my jewelry. That was from my girls, right? That was from my girls from Mother Day. Another one of my childs I've just embraced. We can talk about fashion and clothes. Those come from my girls. I don't expect those things from my son because my sons don't have the capacity to give me those things. So once I opened up my heart to receive, woo, this is a word for somebody. Once I opened up my heart to receive, right, then he placed daughters in my life that would pour into my heart and connect to me differently, right? That would love on me differently, right? That I could share things with differently. I remember Judah, I was giving Judah some advice on something. He was like, mama, we need to talk to a man. That's woman advice you've given us. We need some man advice. You need some daughters that you need to pour into, right? Come on now. God will complete those things and give you those things so that you feel complete, especially when you know it's a desire, right? So I had to receive them in my life as they drew close to me, right? Two of them text me. They was like, I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> and that's how they act too, right? They drew close to me. They're my girls. 
So God gave me girls even though I didn't give birth to them, right? I had to receive them and stop expecting. Because if I talk, to, talk about my nails with the boys, the boys are like, uh-huh, they look cute. But when I talk about my nails with my girls, they like, yeah, mama, that's, that's good. You did good. It's a different love language. It's a different thing. So I got to learn how to receive those people that God wants me connected to. Come on. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump by meditating on negative things he offers me. I don't speak negative things. On purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. I will speak forth the righteousness of God all day long. <laughs> I never bind a sister or brother with the words of my mouth. I'm always a positive encouragement. I edify and build up. I never tear down or destroy. I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to anger. I'm a doer of the word. I meditate on the word all day long. I will study the word of God. I will pray. I never get tired or grow weary when I study the word. Pray, minister, or praise God. But I'm alert and full of energy. And as I study, I become more alert and more energized. I'm a giver. It is more blessed to give than receive. I love to give. I put plenty of money to give away all the time. I cast all my care on the Lord, for he cares for me. I don't have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and sound mind. I do not fear. I'm not guilty. I'm not passive about anything, but I deal with all things in my life immediately. I do not judge my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus after the flesh. I'm a spiritual man and I'm judged by no one. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are tongues and interpretation of tongues, the working of miracles, discerning of spirits, the word of faith, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, healing and prophecy. I walk in the spirit all of the time. I've been set free. I'm free to love, to worship, to trust with no fear of rejection or being hurt. I have compassion and understanding for all people. I do not hate or walk in unforgiveness. I catch the enemy and all of his deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose whether to believe the word of God. Work is good. I enjoy work. I do all my work excellently and with great prudence, making the most of all my time. I'm a responsible person. I enjoy responsibility and I rise to every responsibility in Jesus. I'm creative because the Holy Spirit lives in me. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I look good. I feel good. And I weigh what God wants me to weigh. Pain cannot successfully come against my body because Jesus bore all my pain. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. I have a teachable spirit. I do not think more highly of myself than I ought to in the flesh. I've humbled myself and God has exalted me. I do what I say I will do and I get where I'm going on time. I don't hurry and rush. I do one thing at a time. I'm anointed for God, of God for ministry. I'm an obedient wife and no rebellion operates in me. My husband is wise. He is the king and priest of our home. He makes godly decisions. All my children have lots of Christian friends. And God has set aside a Christian wife or husband for each of them. My children love to pray and study the word. They openly and boldly praise God. My children make right choices according to the word of God. All my household are blessed in their deeds. We're blessed when they come in and when we go out. All that our own is paid for. 
I owe no man nothing but to love them in Jesus Christ. My God. Thank you for your word today. Confess these. Can I tell you something? Even if it looks like stuff that doesn't show up, like you can be confessing all my children have godly friends and they may not have godly friends. It doesn't mean your prayers aren't working. It means they may have to come back to those spaces later. We sow the word. We sow the prayers. Guess what? And they're going to come to fruition. Lord God, we thank you for your word today. Two things. If the Lord places it on your heart to partner, to give to this ministry, go to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, and you can give there. Or cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry. Lord, I thank you for our partners. I thank you for giving seed to the sower. Ooh, I thank you, Father God, for giving us an abundance to give for your kingdom. We thank you, Lord, for daily bread. We thank you, Father God, for those that have a heart to give and not the means and the resources. That you're opening up ways, Lord God, so that they're able to sow into kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. The second thing is, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want you to say this after me. This is your application for employment. Woo! Dear Jesus, I know I've sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm asking you to come into my heart and take away my sins. I promise to love you and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. And then the scripture also tells us we have to believe that he died on the cross and was raised again for us, right? So once you believe that, the word tells us God will not cast you out. God will not cast you out. He will not cast you out. He cares too much for you. He chose you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. But God loves you even more. So we'll see you back in the morning at 5 a.m. Invite somebody in. Say, you know what? You need to come start listening to this devotional. My God, we're growing in the things of God. I'll see y'all in the morning. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.